So there's a lot of things going on in the Ukraine. I don't really know how or what I feel about it. I'm kind of indifferent and I don't know what to think about what's going on. Something deep inside tells me something is fishy. There's a part of me who thinks that part of the reason there's uproar and much conversation about the Ukraine is because someone has something to hide. Now, wars have been fought throughout history for trade routes, for um, goods, you know, different different goods that different lands produce that other countries wanted. And the Ukraine has not been free of this whole thing throughout their history, nor has any country. I think war should always be a very, very, very last resort. You go to war if you have to. War happens. War is not something that I think we will ever fully escape as humans and until the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, wars are going to be fought. People are going to do things. One country is going to be mad at another country for whatever reason. This country wants that country's resources. This country has a trade route that goes a certain direction. But I think there's another reason wars are fought. I think another reason is to hide things. Now, I'm going to get somewhat conspiratorial here not off into the weeds but just some food for thought some cause for pause <laughs> but there's probably normally when wars happen especially in our day in the 21st century there's so many moving parts it's hard to know it's hard to know what's going on it's hard to know who to trust what information to trust what is this really about? Who will ever really know, right? I don't have any inside information or any crazy insight that, you know, nobody can figure out. I'm I'm not that. But I loosely connect dots when I hear stories and different things make my eyebrows raise. Now, our former president, not to necessarily make this about individual people, but a lot of wars are, in fact, about individual people. There have been a lot of wars that have been fought over ego. There have been a lot of wars fought because one person felt like they deserve or should have X, Y, or Z. This does happen. This is historical. This is not crackpot conspiracy theories. And a problem we run into in the modern day, and I always say this, is we seem to want to separate ourselves from common human history. We believe that we have arrived. We have gotten ourselves to this point where this this history of humanity doesn't apply to us. Right. It, it has affected everyone else and every other generation has fought wars and every other generation has dealt with egotistical leaders leading to wars. And that's only them. You have to think at some point, this can affect us as well. We, we are not immune from this thing. 
Our former president, President Trump, warned a lot about China, a lot about China. And coincidentally, when he got elected, there was this whole Russia narrative, right, that he colluded with Russia somehow to win the election, which was proven to be false. Uh, for those out there who, who don't know that, it was actually proven to be false. But I... So my mind goes back to that. Like, why were they harping so hard on Russia while he was pointing out that China is the real problem and the real threat? Now, not to say that Russia isn't a threat at all. I'm I'm not going to say that. I'm one. I'd like to state right out the gate. I am no tactician. Uh, I am not in the know. I don't have any I'm not privy to some information that no one else has. But as a as a common person, taking in as much information as I can, connecting as many dots as I can without getting into the weeds with it, looking into as many stories as I can without consuming myself every day with all of these stories. I got other stuff going on, got other podcasts. I'm studying my Bible and and more things going on. I try to connect these dots as best as I possibly can. So this is going to be probably a bit rambly um, and I'm going to try to loosely connect some dots. Okay, so here we go. Donald Trump comes in. He's a businessman, not a politician, has never really spent time in Washington. That's not his thing. That's not his lane. Not not what he does. He comes into the White House. He's a businessman. He has business relationships with many foreign leaders um, in many foreign countries. He has hotels and businesses and real estate everywhere. This is what he does. Right. So he had and let's say an organic connection to some of these world leaders. You can get into the weeds about whether these relationships were nefarious whether he got some special treatment because of those relationships another argument another discussion for another day but he had these relationships he has always been a man who was all about the united states and bolstering our economy these are things that are true about him you don't have to like him you don't have to agree with what he did one way or another and here's another thing isn't it kind of crazy how it seems like all of the news All of the things going on within the past, I would say, oh, man, I'd say eight years, really, because Trump was in the news a lot when Obama was president because of his disagreements with some of the ways Obama was running the country. So for the past about eight years or so, he's kind of been uh, uh to some degree, the central focus of a lot of news concerning the U.S., the economy and U.S. foreign policies concerning our economy. Trump gets elected. I don't think he I don't think he was expected to get elected. And I think everyone with any degree of knowledge in a political sphere fully expected Hillary Clinton to win that election. I don't think anybody was I don't think anybody went into that that election season thinking Trump was going to win. I didn't. I'm not going to lie. I was overseas during uh, that election and I stayed up. I interrupted my sleep schedule to kind of watch what was going on. And when he won, I was like, this is the wildest thing I've seen in many years. But okay, he wins and he starts going hard on China. I'm talking about 
right out the gate. China was public enemy number one. He made no bones about that. He, he let it be known and he was very vocal about it. Here's what's interesting. Do you notice the amount of politicians who had connections to China was being exposed more and more during that time? It's kind of crazy. Like, uh, was it Dianne Feinstein? Her driver was, was discovered to be um, a Chinese spy. And here's what's funny about that. Coincidentally, forgive me if I'm wrong. This is somewhat anecdotal just from what I noticed. When that happened, Dianne Feinstein went completely silent. She was very vocal, uh, very uh, uh, an ardent enemy, political enemy of Donald Trump up to this point. That happened and she went dead silent, silent, didn't say anything, kept seeing this Russia, Russia thing come up, Russia, Russia thing. They're, they're, they're drum, the, the drums of Russia being the enemy was being beat at like a fever pace. I noticed the same thing from Hillary Clinton before that 2016 election, that, that constant drumbeat of Russia being the enemy and I'm for the life of me. Again, not saying that Russia is not a problem. That's not what I'm saying, but I didn't see what they were seeing. I was like, I'm clearly, I am missing something because I'm not seeing what they're seeing about Russia being a problem. I don't get it. And I was trying to figure it out. I was like, yo, I, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe, maybe I'm not seeing a big picture. But as China was being brought up, I could clearly see the, the, the threat and the problem that China caused. I said this before in another podcast. When I was when I started my podcast, as I'm buying stuff, doing different things, I really tried to buy as much um, American made products as I possibly could. If I could buy something that was made in America, I, I, I did it. Let me tell you. That was near impossible when it comes to electronic devices, near impossible to find anything made in the United States. You might find some things that are assembled in the United States and you might find companies that are owned uh, by U.S. citizens. Right. Like, for instance, the microphone I'm using, an MXL microphone, Marshall Electronics, American company. But you're not going to find any of their microphones made in the United States. I think they're based out of California, if I'm not mistaken. I've used MXL microphones for years. I, I, I personally love them. But finding something actually made when and when I say made, I'm not saying you got parts from all of these different countries and you assembled it in the United States. For me, that's not made in America. I'm saying I was looking for something from the ground up manufactured in the United States, near impossible. When the coronavirus situation happened in the beginning of, of 2020, we begin to see how beholden we were to China. Everything we needed was being manufactured in China. And this is something that Trump was pointing out even before any of this happened. He was pointing this stuff out and he was blasted. I'm, I'm, I'm connecting these thoughts. Follow me. 
So Diane Feinstein, we find out that her driver was a Chinese spy. And I can't remember how long he was her driver. He's her driver for years. How much information did this dude get? How many people was he connected to because of his connection with her? How many events did he go to where where different people were meeting? You, you got to remember, if you're a spy, you think different. If you're a spy, the things that most people would not pay attention to and would not even notice if it was staring them in the face, you are very keen to when certain people are meeting together, you're paying attention. What does this person own? What does that person own? What do they do? What do they do? Why would these two people be meeting? And you you start connecting dots and start figuring out, OK, who do I need to listen to? Whose conversations do I need to eavesdrop on and start putting pieces together? This is how spies think. So you got to you got to think in your mind. You're probably thinking he was just a driver. Why does that matter? No, that actually matters a lot. A, 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 a driver, you got to think a driver is similar to like the neighborhood barbershop. All the information is spilled. All the guts are spilled in a neighborhood barbershop and hair salons. You're a driver. It's kind of the same way this is this is her driver she is constantly on the phone with people you don't think he ever looked at her phone you don't think that he had very keen trained ears where he could kind of eavesdrop on what the person on the phone was saying and how she was responding you don't think he bugged her her house you don't think he bugged the vehicle you don't think he 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 got into her phone come on how much information did this dude get out? Here's another theory. Again, I'm not saying any of these things are 100% true. I'm saying these are possibilities. You can easily string these thoughts together and, and, and these things are possibilities. Why is it that Donald Trump was uh, beating the drums of China being a problem and everybody opposed him? Everybody. Everybody. On both sides of the aisle, they were at this dude's throat over the China issue. They tried to make him seem like he was crazy for pointing out China. Could it be, could it be that Feinstein is a traitor to her country and she knew this man was a spy and she knew exactly what he was doing and he was working at her behest. I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm saying, is that a possibility? And if you think that is not a possibility, then you have a lot more trust in your government than I do. I love my country. I love my country, but I'm not naive. And I think this is how they want most people to be. Okay, so now let me connect another dot. What is the easiest way to hide and or destroy inflammatory information and what is the easiest way to deflect from something else war war is the easiest way i'm going to go to this article and this article is about hunter biden burisma and what was going on in the ukraine and i honestly think all of this stuff matters because to me it would make sense that if I if I have some shady dealings in a foreign country now, a lot of you probably don't remember the uh, Russia nuclear deal that Hillary Clinton, I think it was the Clinton Foundation, her and Bill that that brokered that 
that that deal, that nuclear deal. Look into that. Very interesting. But if you were at the point where there were things getting ready to be exposed that would really blow the lid off a lot and and would really expose a lot. What would you do to hide that? What would you do to get people's focus off of China if you did not want anybody to look into anything China at all? You ever ask yourself this? Why? Why? Why did we ever enact bring to bear any laws that would make it easier and better for a company within the United States to operate out of China and ship goods back to the United States from China, therefore removing our ability to produce uh, countless amounts of goods, reducing our ability to manufacture things within the United States and removing jobs, extracting jobs and wealth from the United States to China, why would any politician in their right mind who actually loved their country and actually wanted the best for their country do that? My answer is they wouldn't. The only reason they would do that is if they were somehow compromised by said country. And I believe, in my opinion, this is the real reason that it seemed like the whole, the entire political machine hated Donald Trump. I think this is one of the reasons I'm not telling you he was a perfect man. I'm not. This is not about whether his policies were good or bad. This is just why did the entire establishment, Republicans, Democrats and the media. They all hated this man with a vehement passion. It wasn't just what he said. It wasn't just his words. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. But I'm going to get to this article about Hunter Biden the Ukraine and Burisma. All right, this is from the New York Post. It says a classified 2016 email shows U.S. diplomat warning of Hunter Biden's deals in the Ukraine. Okay, a classified U.S. State Department email from 2016 shows a leading diplomat warning that Hunter Biden's lucrative job with the Ukrainian uh, energy company undercut American efforts to fight corruption in the Eastern European country. The existence of the email was never acknowledged during several court battles over Freedom of Information Act requests that sought records related to business dealings involving the first son and his father, President Biden, uh, uh, said the said just the news website, which published the email in its report Tuesday. Um, the report came one day after the New York Times sued the State Department for allegedly withholding emails and memos involving Hunter Biden and his former business associates that were sent to or received by officials at the U.S. Embassy in Romania. In November 20, uh, in November 22nd, 2016, email former State Department official George Kent, then deputy chief of of mission at the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine, recounted a discussion in which he detailed the saga surrounding the graft case against Mikola uh, uh, Zlochevsky 
a former Ukrainian natural resources minister and founder of Burisma Holdings, which paid Hunter Biden one million a year to sit on its board. Kent recalled uh, saying that the real issue to my mind was that someone in Washington needed to engage VP Biden quietly and say that his son's his son Hunter's presence on the Burisma board undercut the anti-corruption message the VP and we were advancing in the Ukraine. Ukraine uh, Ukrainians heard one message from us and then saw another set of behaviors with the family association with a known corrupt figure whose company was known for not paying not for not playing by the rules in the oil gas sector, Kent added. <clears throat> Kent's email was classified confidential by the U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine, uh, Mary Yovanovitch, and both of them were key witnesses against former President Donald Trump during the first impeachment trial in 2019. You think that's a coincidence? If you think that's a coincidence, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Early, uh, earlier, Kent testified behind closed doors that he raised concerns about concerns about Hunter Biden's uh, Hunter Biden's job with Burisma in 2015, according to reports. So this wasn't this wasn't just a partisan, like a, a Trump issue, and that, and the people try to make it just a Trump issue. There were people who were who were pointing this out even way before that. His email which was sent to former State Department official Jorgen Andrews and other people whose names are blacked out, wasn't produced to the House lawmakers during the impeachment proceedings, just the news said. Former Harvard University law professor Alan Dershowitz, who was part of Trump's defense team, told just the news that withholding Kent's emails was a very serious constitutional violation of the rule requiring that exculpatory evidence be turned uh be turned over to a defendant and obviously that has to apply to impeachment proceedings even more so dershowitz said uh because uh because in impeachment proceedings the american public has the right to know all the evidence u.s rep uh jim jordan republican ohio also called it a fright uh, called it frightening to learn that Trump wasn't allowed to have information that he was entitled to have to put on his defense. A State Department spokesman said, we do not comment on matters under litigation. And here's what's interesting and really in many ways super funny about, about what, what was said in this article and about the whole situation. During the... 20 uh was that 2019 2020 uh 2020 election man all these years get mixed up in my head because of the whole pandemic during that whole 2020 election cycle when this information came out it was buried there is in my opinion and I think this is obvious at this point. I, I don't think anybody with a working brain would dispute this. There is an ongoing collusion between social media companies and a certain political faction. And it's not just Republican and Democrat. It's not. I think people think a lot of these things are based on those party lines. 
It's based on people who care nothing about the country and are treasonous, in my opinion, and people who love the country. That's really what the lines are based on. Now, we can make the argument that there's definitely more Democrats that care nothing about the country than there are Republicans. I would somewhat agree with you there, but I don't think it's a really really a party lines issue. But during that 2020 election, you could not bring this up on social media. Do you think that's a coincidence? If you brought up this issue, if you mentioned this issue, you were you were pretty much uh, either your either the video was pulled down, the mentions were pulled or your page was banned. It, it happened to several people for bringing up the information about this laptop. Why did they want this thing covered? Well, several reasons. One, they were holding water for Joe Biden. They wanted him to get elected. That was their boy. Right. That was the dude they were supporting. They wanted him to get elected. I get it. I get it. But they did not want this information out. And I think it was a lot more than just social media companies making this decision on their own. I think somebody behind the scenes, somebody way high up, told these uh, told these media organizations, bury this story now. Get it out of here. So then I come back to what is our involvement in the Ukraine? Why the why the constant why the constant drumbeat to war with Russia? What is the real deal? Why do they always want us to go to war with Russia while China is amassing massive amounts of wealth? Their influence is gaining all throughout the world. And they the Chinese government not talking about the Chinese people, the Chinese government definitely has no good intentions, but nobody pays attention to that. When I say nobody, I mean the political establishment in Washington. Why? Why? Why is this? What? What is the reason? Right. What is really going on between uh, Russia and the Ukraine? Right. As I as I brought up before, there's the Ukraine has a has a history of. I'm not going to say constant conflict, but. They were a major trade route because they're on. Uh, there's two large bodies of water that they border uh, the Sea of uh, what is it? The Sea of Azov and the Black Sea. Countries want access to large bodies of water to get access to trade routes in other countries. This has been a constant battle throughout time. So I'm not necessarily surprised that that Russia is going back and forth with the Ukraine. And from what was some reading I did earlier, uh, Kiev was at one point the seat of the Empire of Rus, which is where Russia was born up from. Right. So it's not like it's not like Ukraine's history is not connected to Russia. Now, that's not me saying that Russia should be able to just go in there and run a rough shot. Right. But the thing is, wars, you have to really seriously weigh the cost. Do we need this war? And when I when I say do we need this war, this is what I mean by that. Is this unavoidable? Is this going to come to our shores whether we like it or not? If so, we have to get involved and we don't have a choice. It, are our allies asking for our help? Right. You can't just turn your back to your allies. Right. So if, if Ukraine being our allies, if they ask us for help, I can understand us getting involved, but it seems it seems as though there's a push and has been a push to get involved in anything dealing with going to war with Russia, even before this Ukraine thing. 
there's this constant drumbeat to go to war with Russia. And this is what I think. I think it is very possible that there is information in and surrounding the Ukraine that certain powers that be in the United States want buried. They don't want these things getting out. Think about this. Do you think for one minute that if Vladimir Putin decides to invade the Ukraine and, you know, his intelligence agencies found some information that that painted some of our politicians in a bad light because of their dealings in the Ukraine, you don't think he would let that information go? Oh, he, that information would be flying. What do you think these people would do to cover their own behinds? This is what you have to remember. If you are under the impression that some of these people would not burn this whole system down just to cover their own behinds, you are naive. People are extremely narcissistic, extremely narcissistic, and will do anything to save their own behinds. Anything. And I don't think a lot of people realize this. And here's another thing. What better distraction to get you to stop paying attention to China? What would have happened? What would have happened if Trump would have had his way and manufacturing manufacturing would have been brought back to China? I mean, back to the United States. I'm sorry. And, and jobs would have been brought back to the United States from China. And trade would have been more equitable, equitable between us and China. What do you think would have happened if at that moment I'm just, you know, bringing this out? I'm not saying this is 100 percent true. What do you think would have happened at that moment if we notice, hey, a lot of these politicians have a lot less influence since China has a lot less control. A lot of these politicians have a lot less money and a lot less moving power since China is not in control. Yeah, they'd have been exposed. And I believe it is very possible, very possible that all of this is smoke and mirrors, the entire thing to cover somebody's behind. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But man, we've gotten involved in a lot of conflicts over a lot less when we shouldn't have. So all of this is very possible. <laughs>